are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because He is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with His purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. Well, hello everyone. We're talking to the men today. Men, do you know that there's a warrior inside you? For generations, God has called you men to be mighty warriors. When the angel of the Lord first came to Gideon, as we read in Judges chapter 6, Gideon felt nothing like a warrior, but God saw the warrior in him, and he sees the warrior in you as well. Yes, God is still calling men to be warriors, and we're going to talk about that today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, your host, always delighted to be welcomed into your home, into your space, so that we can have a conversation that truly matters about what is going on in your life today. I am very excited to say that today is the men's show. It's where we bring on our men to talk about things that are relevant, that are going on in their lives. And today we're going to talk about the Confront and Conquer series, which is the men's version of Burdens of Blessings. Because so many men, just like so many women, feel that even though God has called us to something, that we were birthed with a calling, so many times we feel like that life has discredited, disarmed, or disempowered us from being what God has wanted us to be. But is that true? Let's talk about that today as we bring on an incredible uh, guest of men today to talk about this. I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you today. So we're going to start with um, Sean. Uh, Sean, would you introduce yourself and then maybe John and Steve and uh, maybe just share your part of what is going on in the Confront and Conquer, why it's important to you. Sure. Hi, Ms. Kim. This is Sean. I've been with uh, the Confront and Conquer group since the original group started, which was several years back, um, and uh, started in your home, actually, and and just uh, recently completed a, a new workbook for the men that uh, John, who's on, helped write. And uh, this has just been an amazing uh, journey for me and for my family, and, and um looking forward to sharing with that with everybody today. Great. John from Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you so much for joining us. John? Hey, Ms. Kim. Thanks for having us on again. <clears throat> um, I'm John. I am a member of the Confront and Conquer group. Uh, I've probably gone through three times now, I think is what it's been. It's been quite uh-huh. a few times, and each time there's been something else to, to work through and to accomplish just because there's different challenges we face at different periods in our in in in, in our life here on Earth. Um, you know, part of I got I got involved in this was through a friend of mine who's also very active, and I was welcomed with very welcoming arms and made to feel like part of the group immediately. And it's led me to really want to give back. And part of giving back was to contribute to the Confront Conquer Workbook, which I had the, the pleasure of of being a uh, contributor to and to help ensure that other other men and truly anybody can look at this and say no I'm not I'm not here by myself. Yeah, exactly. And John again if anyone's picked up the book you'll see John is one of the uh helped uh with the with the writing of uh, the Confront and Conquer took taking the initial Birds of Blessings that was written just for women. It was actually my 
a personal journey, really. It's just the path that God led me through that I just documented that turned into a curriculum. But then we saw so many men, um, they were watching their wives go through it, which is kind of how our next guest got involved. They saw their wives going through it and said, well, wait a minute, what, you know, I'd like to, to look at that as well. So thank you, John and Sean. And now we're going to bring on Steve, who, Steve, that's kind of how you got involved. You saw your wife, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Steve. Thanks, Kim, for having me on. That's a real honor and pleasure. Um, yeah, so, you know, <clears throat> much like being at the dinner table, when you hear somebody that's eating some amazing food, you want to have some of that. And yeah. um, uh, Colleen kept coming home and, and talking about Burdens and Blessing and, and how amazing it was and um, just uh, just really encouraged um by what God was doing through that uh, program. And so I said, is there a men's version, as it turns out, and from these gentlemen who just spoke had uh, been a part of putting it all together. And um, I had worked with men. It's been a part of my life, especially over the last six years, but for quite a long time. And, um, you know, have found the battles of, you know, the battles of our will and our flesh versus God's will and, our thought life and our inner voice and um, and really looked at this program as a true encouragement to create a safe place um, mm-hmm. where men could share um, their struggles and what their challenges are and to begin to be more open and honest about that and um, to really confront and conquer what I think are some of the biggest challenges that we face. Yeah, I I love and you know I wish the the people could uh, our listeners could uh, understand. I mean the intellect and the uh, successfulness of the three who are on this panel right now. I mean they are very successful in their worlds. They're very um, motivated. They're out there doing all these incredible things in life. And so you would look at any of these people and go, Wow! I mean now there's a success story. And we, we do that, and, and that's a good thing to be able to say. But is it not true, guys, and let's, let's answer this. Isn't it, is it not true that even in the, the world's view of success, spiritually there are things still um, that, are, that are hurting, that need to be talked about, that need to be actually healed? Who would like to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, I will. This is John. You know, Success is the idea of success is very, really truly vague, and it doesn't mean yes. that things underneath of the success are perfect. And just just look around at you know look at the the, the now unfortunately late Matthew Perry. He had everything he wanted, and he had his what? demons, and he struggled. Mm-hmm. Nobody's exempt from having to go through things. Even even someone who's had what would outwardly be described as a great life, a perfect life, it doesn't mean that they haven't gone through things. And it doesn't mean that they can't be surrounded by other people who also have gone through things and can rally around one another to help prop them up and to make them feel like they are wanted, that they are okay as okay can be. Absolutely. And, you know, in the intro, John, thank you so much. And I know uh, with your background of working with men in a counseling situation, you you see this all the time, and, and all, all three of you actually. But it's true that, is it not true that we feel, um, and we'll talk, talk about men since, since we're doing this, I tend to always go to the women because well, because I am one, because I work with them all the time, but it's just the same with me. We, isn't it true that our lives, the things that we've gone through, tr- try to make us feel discredited, disarmed, and disempowered when, in fact, don't you think that once given to God, that these things that we've been through truly can become something that, we, that, that enriches our lives to make us more valuable to those around us? Let's talk about that for a minute because I think we forget the gift that's inside the things that we're, the hurts and the pains that we have walked through or that we are walking through or that need to be walked through. Would anybody like to uh, talk on that a little bit? Yeah, I think, yeah, Steve, I, I, 
Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sean. No, no, Steve, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, thanks. So I, I would just say that, you know, the, the, the two big lies that I experienced in my life was that, number one, I can do it myself. And number two, um, I know that God truly loves all of you. But given the things that I have done in my past and the sins that I've committed, he couldn't possibly mm-hmm. love me. Right. And so coming to the point of being able to share those experiences and recognize that regardless of what they are, that God loves us so much that he sent his son to be our savior. And, mm-hmm. truly, and truly accepting that is what gives us freedom from this prison. Absolutely. Powerfully said. Uh, you know, one of the things that I like to point out is, and I like, God pointed out to me, Steve, was in, in the book of Genesis, if you go back, before there was ever sin, there was a problem. And God looked at man, he goes, it's not good for man to be alone. There was a problem before there was sin. And, you know, we equate that to marriage. Of course we do, and it, and it was. But, uh, but, but if as you go on through scripture, you see that relational. It's for it's for all of us. It's relationships. God did not create us to be alone, and I, therefore, how can we accomplish what God has called us to to do, or to even heal on our own? It's it's not it's not God's plan. So, thank you so much for negating that lie, because of those who are listening today or who will be listening, I get it that you're still trying to to repair yourself on your own because there's embarrassment, right, guys? There's there's uh, vulnerability. There's these things that we don't want to open our lives to um, that keep us thinking, well, we'll just do it on our own. And I just so appreciate that to negate that life in the beginning because to heal, you really need other people around you. Sean, I know you were about to say something, so go ahead and jump in there. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, no, I was I was just going to echo what was what was already said. I think, um, you know, what's what's interesting, and and Miss Kim, you and I have had a lot of these discussions, you know, over the last last, you know, several years since I started. But you know, we talked we started off with success, and and I thought John said it really well. You know, outwardly, you know, as men, you know, we could be defined, you know, in multiple ways, as or or you know, look like we have it all together, and. And I, I know my instance before I started the confront and conquer um, uh, journey that you know I I may have appeared to have everything together on the outside, but on the inside, you know, I was an absolute shell of myself. And um, and yet I'm holding down you know a, a fairly successful job and and winning sales awards, and and yet my entire life is 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 crumbling, right? And um, mm-hmm. and a lot of that has to do with uh, Number one, like you just touched upon, you know, us trying to to fix things on our own. But the other piece of it is is really digging into the journey that we've had from the beginning when we were young men and little boys, right? And some of the things that have impacted us that that we were too afraid to talk about and address. And and uh, you know, one thing I've seen is is somewhere around our our you know mid thirties or forties, some of those things start to catch up with us. Um, and it certainly did mm-hmm. in my case. And, and it wasn't until I had the opportunity to, to sit with a group of men and, and, and not only share my piece, but hear, you know, hear uh, guys going through similar stuff that, uh, that I was able to, to say, okay, I can, you know, I can start to piece things back together. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's so important. And we, we can give off that, um, that feeling, that illusion, that all is good, and and we walk through life. And I talk about so many times we're walking in vertical position, but if you could see us, you know, on the inside, man, woman, child, uh, teen, there's so many people caught up in fetal position on the inside. And, Sean, you're right. So much of this goes back to our childhood, things that were said that, Maybe weren't even intentional that you know that that we think that we can hide, but the truth of the matter is, it is going to be manifested in one way or the other. So, um, so can we? Uh, can when Steve going back to you for just a minute? Um, 
I love when you see, when you talked about because this is something that we hear so many so many times. It's like, well, but what? I, but God's plan has been negated from my life because it's been dismissed because of what I've done, what has been done to me. God could couldn't possibly use me now. Now let's take that mistruth and let's place the truth on that because we're already sadly we're already halfway through the show and I want. My greatest goal on this show is to prove biblically that what everyone has gone through, man, woman, child, teen, that God can take that which was meant for harm and really turn it into not only our healing but hope for for others. So let's talk about that. Will God dismiss uh, what he has created us to be? Anybody? No. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, John. You know, there, there's, there's nowhere in any of the scriptures that does not speak of ask for forgiveness and you will be forgiven. Right. Yes. If we ask for it, it will come. Is it going to be perfect? Is my, my recovery and my path going to be the same as Steve or Sean's or anyone else who comes down the line? No, absolutely not. We, we have to be willing as men and true of anybody to put ourselves into that position of vulnerability and say, Lord, take this and tell me what to do. Please forgive me and guide me. It, no one's going to be holding up big signs that say, hey, go this way. We, right. we, we have to kind of we, – we, we have to dig through the weeds and figure some of it out. And there's going to be some times we trip but have to get back up. But there's nowhere in any of the scriptures in the Bible that says you are a lost cause. Quite to the mm. contrary. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Steve, what were you going to say? And I think Casey has joined us as well. But Steve, and we want to hear from you, Casey. Steve, what were you going to say? I know you've counseled many men through the same <laughs> uh, mistruth. Yeah, so I think that, you know, for me, the two most powerful emotions are shame and fear. And so the, the question is, you know, in fact, Kim, this is one of the things that really attracted me to confront and conquer. Colleen came home one day and mm-hmm. said, this, this is one of the things that Kim shared with us. She said, I know you believe in God, but do you believe God? And, mm-hmm. you know, do you believe God created the world? Do you believe God sent his only son to be your savior? Can you look at Christ and see what he did in this world? in the form of miracles and believe and, and really truly believe in your heart of hearts that he can heal the shame, that he can heal the wounds from the past and give you the opportunity to come to him and to lay all of those things at his feet and to find true love and grace to him. Mm. Mm. That's a powerful, powerful. Hey, Casey, I hear you. Thank Good morning. You, hey, yeah. I, I love that, what they both said. I just was going to add something very similar to Steve, which is, um, and you and I have talked about this. Sometimes we're like, God will pray. If I pray, God will provide. God will provide. And one of my favorite mentors said, he already did provide. Now go do something with it. And, and then the other one is, if I keep praying, God will forgive me. God will forgive me. And it's, he already did forgive me. I, I need to forgive myself now, and I need to take the next mm. step. And I think that can be harder, yeah. which is, he did forgive you. He did provide. Sometimes it's hard for me to accept to your point, and to believe that he did provide and he did forgive me. Now it's my turn to forgive myself and to move forward. To yeah. accept that forgiveness. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one and of the I things think, I, go ahead, go ahead Steve. No, I no, just please. add to what Casey said that, that you know, I, I did some work with uh, prison fellowship, and, and the men who are in prison know that they're in prisons. What we don't know, for those of us who are not, that we are in prisons also and that Jesus has the key to that, that prison cell. Yes. I love that. You know, part of our calling in this ministry, um, this, the nonprofit that, we, that all of this is under, the, the, our calling scripture comes out of Isaiah 42, where it says to release the prisoners. And it's not the physical prisoners. It is, we are all, we can walk around in such prisons and uh, shame, guilt, and regret are three of the the largest prisons that we walk in. Um, So, guys, let me just, let let me do this. Um, 
what would you say? Let's just, we're going to have a lot of men who are listening, a lot of women who will uh, try to get their husbands to listen because this is such good truth. I just want you to take a minute, if you will each think about the confront and conquer. There's a misguided belief that to be a warrior means you don't, you just, you forget what's behind. You You just keep pushing through and pushing through. But let's talk about the real strength of the man. Isn't it rather than to push through to really stop and confront the issues um, that are in our hearts? Can we just talk about what real strength is? It's not the hiding. It's the revealing. And it's not staying in the hurt, but it's it's reaching out for the healing. Uh, Let's let's talk about that the next that we have because I want everyone, to me, that's the hope. That's the hope that we have because the Bible tells us all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. We're all in that same boat when you think about that. Uh, The Bible tells us in this world we will have trials and tribulations. It is not a perfect world in which we live, and we're not going to be perfect people. But yet in our intro, I said, and I believe this, that God can bring purpose and potential to everything we've gone through. So would you each take a couple minutes and speak that hope into someone, maybe from your own life. I want people to really understand that what we're saying is this is not just little spiritual mantras. This is God's truth that each of you all have um, revealed, has been revealed within yourself. And I want each person to be challenged, Steve, with that question. Do you believe in God first? But then do you believe him? So um, take off, guys. Let's talk about that. I'll go first. I can be quick, Miss Kim. I love I love this. Um, I've gotten better, as you know, when I've worked vulnerability and authenticity into my life as an adult male. Vulnerability and authenticity actually make us stronger. Um, and covering those things up or losing them is when things start to get tough as a guy because you pretend you're not vulnerable and then your relationships are not authentic. And it's the opposite. When we're vulnerable and we're authentic, we're stronger. And as humans, in God's eyes, we're both those things. We're imperfect and we're amazing. He created us in his image and we're imperfect in his image. And so being real to both of those things and accepting that I am not a perfect human and never will be, I'm going to continue to make tons and tons of mistakes and I was created in God's image to do wonderful things. And yes. I think that's the balance. <laughs> yes. Yes. And see, that, that speaks to everyone because what you just said, you described everyone that's listening to this and everyone that will ever walk the, the, the face of this earth. It's believing that. Um, so thank you. Next. What I believe, and I'm, I'm going to take this from a little bit of a different standpoint, the the feelings and the beliefs that we often see someone bring into these groups are often grounded in where they are right now, where they are in their life, who they associate with, who they're working with, what, you know, every piece has an opinion about something. And the idea that one can be, in a good place with God seems to be an exception and not a rule. And it's often looked at negatively and there's all these negative connotations that go with it. And it's breaking some of that down, breaking it down to the point where we can say, look, this is my belief and it's okay. If you don't share it, you don't share it. But this is my belief, and this is what gives me comfort. This is what gives me my faith. This is what gives me the strength to do what I have to do and why I have chosen the path for myself. And this is what makes me successful. And mm-hmm. I define it, and it helps just to develop that, that, inner, that, that, uh, locus, that internal locus of control opposed to being so – saturated and influenced by the external world. Mm-hmm. I love that. It makes me think of the, it makes me think of the scripture um, 
that we're to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Our salvation comes through Jesus, and then we work that out based on And I think that's one of the things, I know this is one of the things that Casey talks about so much that, uh, that I love, is that when people come into these groups, um, we don't try, no one in the group tries to change someone's belief or their direction. We present the scripture, we present um, the, uh, how, how it speaks to us. We sometimes share our stories. But then it's left to every individual because they're, they're brilliant in their own thinking. They have their own relationship with God. Then they go to God and say for direction, for guidance. Now, many times they might ask for our counsel as believers, but more than, more than anything, we just present the scriptures and stories, and, and people begin to fit together. It's really amazing to see how they begin their personal relationship with Jesus and how they can hear from him their own direction. And that's an exciting maturity to watch unfold before our eyes. Anybody else have a thought? We have about uh, four minutes. I'd love more talk on. One of the things that I would like to also talk about is how Confront and Conquer is not really a traditional type of Bible study, is it, it, guys? No, no, no. 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 And, yeah, Ms. Kim, I did want to share, because I was thinking, uh, this is Sean, Yes. You you had asked the question a little bit earlier on, you know, could could God use us with all of our infections? And I would say uh you know, that the answer for me was he couldn't he couldn't use me the way I was, right? Mm-hmm. And he couldn't use mm-hmm. me without my perfection. Right? Because mm-hmm. um, it's it's that which helps me relate to the other men, right? It's not the perfections, it's the imperfections. But more yeah. importantly and I think you said it earlier you know, I, I, you know, I had, I believed in God, but I didn't have a relationship with God. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. as a guy, I'm a you're typical like sports, and I'll use this analogy. You know, I had a point in my life where where God had to break me back down and build me up again, um, and and it was through that and all the stuff that and my imperfections that, you know, when we're when we're in the confront and conquer discussions. That we're helping each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, it makes so much sense. Does anybody have a comment on that? Beautiful I do. This is, can you guys hear me? This is I, Yale. I am so – I am, what I'm going to do right this minute, I'm, gonna, I'm asking my director if this is okay. Um, this has just gotten to be too good to to stop at 30 <laughs> minutes. Um, with the, with the, I just got the go-ahead from our director – Yale, it is so good to have you on. We have such a panel on here. I don't if guys, if you need to go, then you can hang up, but I'm extending this to another thirty minutes. Yale Spectre, I'm, I'm so not going delighted anywhere. that thank you. Yale has just joined us. Yale, thank you so much. I want um our men, our, our listeners to uh know who you are and what's going on in your life at this moment and, and why this group is important to you. So welcome, Yale. Hey guys. I'm sorry. It's good What's to up, hear man? your voices. Hey. Good to hear, hear your yours. voices. Um, Love you, brother. Listen, I can tell you I'm a case study of just like getting involved um, with uh, Confront and Conquer and then not sticking to it enough and losing your way and your family feels it. Um, <clears throat> but I can tell you that it's, for me, it was life-changing, and I had no business being on this call today except for that God leads you in the right direction. The email came through that um, who's having coffee, and I saw my names that I rec- you know, recognized, and I just said, I got to get that on. And, um, it really speaks to everything. I mean, the con- confronting cocker for me now, even though I'm, I haven't been involved um, for the last year for my own reasons and for some health reasons, but knowing that I had it and it was a well to go back to um, and is a well now to go back to has been inspiring for me. So I can just say that um, the guys on this show right now have, uh, have you know, just – I read the story of Joseph and all the things that he went through and um, but what he was able to do in, in the worst of times. And if you read that story, you know that God is the ultimate – 
script writer of everything. And um, I believe it. I believe it. And I, I'm, I'm more emotional now than I thought I would be. So my thoughts are a little disjointed, but um, okay. the, the thing that, the thing that really got me over, especially this past year or two and thinking about confront and conquer is we talk about, and I want to differentiate belief versus belief or believe it really became, and I think what men and what I struggle with is I have faith. I can go to church and I can sing song and I can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and that's one thing. Faith is one thing, but trust is something else. And often as men, we don't trust others with other things. We don't trust them with our emotions. We don't trust them, a handyman to come in and do work because we're following up. And so we just don't trust. We have faith that we can call somebody to come, but we just don't, once we call, we don't trust that they'll do it. And that's what we are with each other. And that's what we are with God. Like we, we can profess the faith, but we don't trust it. The ultimate trust, just to say like, he's got it. He's got it. And all, also with men to say like, I trust this guy with an intimate detail of my life. And it's, he might think I'm a, it was a horrible thing. He might not. He, what, what's he going to think? But you just don't trust. And I think what we need, what I'm reminded of during this this program today is just that I'm mistrusting you all with my life. And um, I have faith that you guys are, you know, that you guys are all in the right direction. And we all are. I just, I miss the trust of men just being able to sit in a circle and say, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do now? That's what I call just because I tell you I love you. I miss you guys. Um, and God willing, we can see each other. And I'll stick with the line as much as I can and without trying to cry too much. But love you all. It's good to hear your voice. Love, love you, brother. Yeah. Really great to hear your voice. Yeah. It was Thank good to hear so your voice. And I think your ears must have been burning because we were talking about you last week and trying to put together something where all of us are going to get together here soon. But let me reinforce yeah. something to you is your journey is your journey. And, and, and I can confidently speak for the, the other guys who've been in this group with us. They're not going to judge you for doing what it is that you had to do. It's not for us to judge. It's for you to figure out what you need to do. And we're going to be here no matter what. And you have that. In us. You have that in me. And that it's nothing that you have to apologize for. And the fact that you're here now, hey, um, I'm tickled pink by it. It must be like what the prodigal son felt like when he's running. <laughs> and, he, you know, he runs back and he's running back to a father who's running to him. So running back to you guys is, you know, it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, I, I would I like the analogy. I think it's funny, you know, but you didn't mess up the way the prodigal son did. You got some, you know, we're all busy. We all step away and come back. It's not you didn't you didn't falter. You're, you know, we just yeah. we're all running around. And it's great to have you. It's great to hear your voice, man. Miss you. Yeah, you guys too. Well, that's well, it, Kim. We, you, you got it. You got it out of me. I'm all done. Yeah. You know what, Yale, I, I I think that our listeners deserve to hear some of the the backstory. I remember. Uh, and, and Casey, maybe, maybe I mean, you were there in full force. Maybe yeah. you could, could share a little bit of that. I remember, for our listeners, what you're doing is you're getting a sneak peek of what uh, Confront and Conquer is like because we laugh, we cry. Um, it's amazing. We're real. We're vulnerable. Um, I remember when Casey first came into my house in Baltimore, he sat in my husband's lounge chair and he goes, well, I'm here, God, I'm ready for the answers. And, uh, it, you know, we, we laughed at that, but then, but that's how he felt. But then we had such an incredible group. And, and for our listeners, I'd like for you to just picture yourself as a group of men who didn't know one another in a room together uh, again, successful intellectual men from all walks of life, uh, counselors, um, you know, businessmen, Yale's an attorney. Uh, we have all, you know, all these men in the room, and, and you can see the guard would, would have, have to be up a little bit. But, but I knew that God had brought them there for a reason, and it was amazing to see the walls break down. But I would like if you would take just a minute, uh, Casey, to talk about mm -hmm. the brown paper bag. And then I'd like for Yale to tell us, if, if he would, 
um, what what his distraction has been the last few months because I think that um, that vulnerability because mm-hmm. because Yale didn't walk away from us. Yale's had some things that he's had to uh, tend to, and um, so go go uh, Casey with with that story if you will. Sure. I will. Miss Kim, you forgot one thing, which was the brownies. There were those amazing okay. brownies. <laughs> so I sat, I sat yeah. in Lee's chair, like the chocolate and peanut butter swirl. They were amazing. Uh, and anyway. Well, that's, well, that's, so, well that's, that's just a Kim Crable special there. You have to come oh, to my house yeah. to get that. <laughs> amazing. I mean, that, that I saw God in the brownies. I mean, they were that good. Um, and so, so we, um, <laughs> so it was, it was myself. Uh, myself, Yale, and Sean are part of that first group, and and I will, I will, not only never forget it, I will hold it near and dear to my heart uh, for as long as I live. And um, it just felt like one at a time, people opened up, and then the floodgates went bonkers. And um, it just within weeks, we bonded, and we we did it longer than we stayed for longer. We did a few extra weeks. We it was it was great, and you know from there we we kept going. Um, and what we talk about, you talk about it in your book, and we did in that group, is the brown paper bag that we conceal our sins in a brown paper bag. We put them in there. And what I love about your analogy, Miss Kim, is that it's a brown paper bag blends in. It doesn't stick out. So our sins are, even though it looks like it doesn't hide much, it's actually the perfect way to hide things because it's in the open. And what we talked about when we when we rewrote the curriculum to confront and conquer, conquer is this idea that men put it in a we have that, but then we put it in a, an armored briefcase because we're businessmen, right? And it looks like other briefcases and it blends in, but it's really covered in armor. And so for men, we have to kind of un, unlock all of that to get to our burdens because they're safely hidden. And once we do, then we've got to kind of not only open the briefcase, but then tip it over. And in some cases, and Sean has made this analogy, and I love it. <laughs> Sean, Sean says, like, I had to lift my briefcase, like, up over my head and bang the bottom, right, like, to, to get it all out. And and I, I love that analogy, too, right, where it's like, I, I thought I got that last pair of socks out, you know, but no, 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 right? So, <laughs> so like, we're really, and then we're kind of helping each other. I'll be out, but here you go, buddy. I'll bang that out for you, you know. So we really did a lot of that, where it was like, I thought I got everything out of there, but man, nope, there was still some things jammed in, you know? So we right. just, that was our analogy and kind of how we felt about it is that it took us a while, but we also helped each other do it. And um, that I think was the most valuable part, valuable part to that and why I think it's continued to grow and stay in our lives. Absolutely. And do you remember, do you remember um, when we were talking and, and again, audience, I want you just to picture yourself in that room. Do you remember when at one point, it just seemed like um, it just seemed like um, Yale came in with all the answers. Do y'all remember? Yale just had all the answers, and I just thought I remember at one point thinking, and I know Yale, this is the Holy Spirit. I know Holy Spirit is yes. like, yeah, he has a lot of the answers, but but he has some burdens too. And Yale, do you mm-hmm. remember the moment that I kind of kindly asked you? Do you want to tell us about that? Because I think yes, that's absolutely. That, that was a moment in your time. I remember John had a moment. Maybe we all had that yeah. moment. But you want to talk about that moment, Yale? I do, yeah. So, well, to preface that, so to get into the group was even amazing because I had never met Kim before or knew anything about it. But I had, before this all started, before the men's group started, I, I, I joined the Roses to Rainbows, Roses and Rainbows uh, email list where you would get those, uh, email, um, I don't know, the devotionals, uh-huh. and I followed those. I followed those religiously. And one day, uh, I kind of one day I, I ran into Kim at, at a church, and I was like, I can't believe I'm meeting you, and I, I follow you. I follow this. I follow that. And she says, Well, we're thinking about doing this. We're thinking about men's group. Are you one? I said, Yeah, for sure. So I walk into this without knowing anybody. I mean, I I'm n- no one with the group, and um, yes, I did. I walked in because I'm a First of all, I'm an attorney, and I've done. I had started doing some study, and I came in with all the answers, but I wasn't putting anything into practice. And and Kim knew it. And I think the Holy Spirit led her to that. And so at this meeting, we were sitting around a circle, and she looked at me and she said, "You know, I think she said, what, it was either, what, what do you need prayer for, or what's on your mind?'" And that was it. I mean, that was the key that just opened up the door to me and said, "Like I'm sitting here, you know, not." 
being authentic. I'm sitting here protecting myself. I'm sitting here not trusting the process. And um, that was it. And from then, I just opened the door, and I just spilled it all out. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, with, with, uh, with uh, white-knuckled it and figuring what was going to happen now. And um, what happened was the most beautiful thing that happened. It's just love and prayer and and um, just fellowship and guidance and just a whole new, just a whole new experience. And um, so, I mean, it, it, it takes a, it takes you to get together with other people just for somebody to ask one question. And mm-hmm. it might, it, and it just, it's one question. You're just one question away from healing and one question away from helping someone else heal. And that's, mm-hmm. that's it. And it's, Beyond just the how are you, so it's like what are what is going on with you? Why are you today? Like why are you look like that? Why do you feel this way? You seem off. Whatever it might be, mm-hmm. if you could just practice that one question, um, and it's hard because sometimes you don't want to hear the answer, and sometimes the answer giver doesn't want to give it. But I mean, the beauty and the blessings that come from it is are it's immeasurable, immeasurable. And I'm sure I'm sure that Steve can talk to moments like that in, in the group that because he, he has a group at, near the Atlanta area where you all are all talking about the the one, the group in the Baltimore area, but but here's what happened and, and because Yale you came in and no one really knew one another too well there were some that kind of came because they had been invited by a friend that had some association. But you came in not knowing anyone, and you had on that perfectly mm-hmm. white starch shirt, and you were perfectly pressed, and everything about you seemed so perfect, and your answers are so perfect. And I could feel like I knew there had to be something. And what was so amazing to me was all of these men were there, and when you began to open and share, it goes back to what I think John was talking about. We, we, do, or we don't connect because of our perfections, we connect by sharing our imperfections. And it was mm-hmm. like at that moment, guys that was there, do you all, re- do you all remember what happened? There was, an, there was a, there were maybe, I don't know how many men were there, but there was a total leaning in to mm-hmm. uh, Yale and his, there was such a warmth and embrace and acceptance, a brotherhood, a brotherhood. Would you yeah. all say that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, there was a big, it was a, like a, a tension had sort of left the room, that, that masculine tension, <laughs> that, that air of, you know, we've got to puff up and put our chest out. Everybody sort of just kind of let their chest down and lean their shoulders forward and their eyes open and ears open. So it was just a, it was just, and it felt warm. It felt welcoming. It felt like, okay, you did it. You got you got past this thing, and now let's now let's do it. And you could, this were got less tense, and people then said, "Well, now I got to dip my toe. Now I got to dip my toe." And it just and it just it, it was just like a domino effect, and it was um, it was amazing, just amazing how it all all worked. And for me, it was you know for me especially from a man's standpoint, like I had come into it, and and you know prior to me telling everyone what happened in my life everybody was talking about you know they want to do this and their their wives and things like that and I came into the group you know where my marriage was on the brink of ending um we were separated what we call trial separations at the time and so I came in with this fear that I had not lived up to God's expectations of a man and you know keeping this keeping the the holy holiness of marriage and the other guys are talking about you know i want to make sure my wife is this and she i love her and this and so i felt that was the tension but after that everybody was like well kind of like me too but also like let's well let's work this out let's talk about this let's let's figure this out and it was um it was through that process that that i my even my wife noticed during that time period changes and the way that i was responding and acting and and doing because I was able to release the tension in a group and release mm-hmm. my fears and release my questions and, and say, there's other people that are experiencing this. They may not be de- walking the same walk, but they're, they're all, you know, we're all dealing the same thing. And so um, mm-hmm. it was, it was, for me, it was a marriage saver 
Um, mm. It was a, it was a, a man savior, whatever you want to say. It just, it, and so after that, we just, everything opened up and you built that trust and trusting mm. people with anything. And even today, mm. even though I haven't spoken to these guys in probably over a year, maybe even more, and maybe a text here and there, but if I knew, like, I know that I trust them so much through the, because of the process that I would mm. tell them anything without fear, without anything. I would just, I would jump on the chance to talk with them, meet them, hug them, mm. cry with them, laugh with them, whatever it might be. Yeah, do you want to, I know uh, you talked about some health issues. Did you want to share anything yeah. about that so, today? Yeah, so I, um, God has been beautiful. Um, you know, my wife and I are ours still together. We are still working on things. And um, after Confront and Conquer, um, you know, you get caught up in the where the men, where, where I got, where some men get, you know, off trail is that they do it and then they kind of stop. And there's that consistency issue where you're not consistent with it. And I went off because I wanted to concentrate on work and I wanted to, you know, I was excited. The marriage was kind of like going in the right direction. And, um, and without having a foundation with the men's group, I think that I kind of lost some of the essence of what I was doing. And I, I was acting for me and not as I wasn't acting through what God was doing. And uh, it was a rough year. I would say last year was a rough year. Um, and again, we, we were, uh, my wife said to me, like, things just aren't the same. They're, they're, we did it, but I just, I don't feel it. And I, I credit that to not being consistent with men, not being consistent with talking to other men about things that are going on, just these daily things. And then um, we we have three beautiful children. We were getting them ready to go off to college. And uh, this summer we had a beautiful time. And then uh, in this summer I had some stomach aches, went to the doctor. They said it's not a big deal. Um, but unfortunately we had a surgery I had a surgery and got cancer um, in uh, late, sep- late September of this year. And um, I can say that, uh, which was a, definitely a, a gut punch, but I credit, I credit being with Confront and Conquer to saying that I never, I didn't say like, woe is me or why should it just happen to me? I said, okay, God, now what? Now I have this diagnosis what am I supposed to do? Where do you want me to go with it? How do you want me to lead? How do you want me to leave a legacy? Because you think about life and death. You think about where you've been. You think about where you're going. Um, but it was because of Confront and Conquer that I able, was able to say to myself, not be so self-centered and say, this sucks and I'm, you know, it shouldn't be me. I'm, I do all the right. I said, God, you're doing this for a purpose. Just like with Joseph, he was in jail with the with the baker and the and the other guy, and he's like for what? But he was nice to that person. They were nice. He said, you know, I want to. I'm here, but I'm going to stay consistent to what God told me to do, and that was just be what God is, and show what others what God is. And so for me, confront and conquer did that for me to say like mm-hmm. I have to be an example. When I go out there, I have to be an example to my children, to my wife, to my wife, to my friends, to say, "Why are you not curled up in a ball because of this diagnosis?" It's because I know God has a plan, and I know mm-hmm. I trust Him that even on this earth, where if it's limited time or God willing, more time, but there's so much more mm-hmm. after this, and that's mm-hmm. the trust. And the other aspect is saying, like, okay, so. Men have a purpose. We all have a purpose. What is our purpose? It's not to make money. It's not to drive the car. It's not this. It's, and that's all fun. I mean, that's all the – but the purpose is a legacy. And for me, what came out of Confront and Conquer is not what people will say about me at my eulogy, but what people will say they became or they decided to do or what they are because of any little impact that I had in their life because of what God gave to me so I could show to them. And, um, but I credit Confront and Conquer to be able to even get to that point. 
Because if you don't have it, if you don't have the faith and you don't have that underpinning, then you're, when you get something, a diagnosis like this, or your marriage is on the brinks, or you get fired from a job, you're like, the first thing you want to do is blame others or, or say, this is not fair. This, but it's all for a purpose. Mm-hmm. It's all for a purpose. Purpose, and it may not be for your, your, your purpose yourself. It may just be for the purpose that God wants to use you for the purpose of spreading his love to other people. It's just, it's an amazing, but I, again, confront and conquer for me was the game changer because I don't think I would have thought like that unless I had that experience with the men that I did in the day one. And then even throughout these years, just thinking about them, just having men to think about, just to say, I'm, I remember that time going back to the well and just say, I remember that time I sat with those guys and it was great. Mm. Um, wow. So even I have, even if I didn't see you guys for a couple of years, just knowing that, I said, gosh, remember that time? I just remember we were talking about this, and I remember this, and I remember, you know, the guys were all doing this. I remember the brownies. I mean, yes, the brownies were delicious. But, <laughs> you know, so it's those things. It's those, so even if you do confront and conquer one time, you're going to have a well to go back to forever. And that's what I'm grateful for, and thank God. I mean, life is – for me, is in a upheaval, but I mean, God has been good. He's given me the practitioners that have been just amazing, and prognosis seems good. It's just a long road to get there, but you know, I trust in the Lord, and I know that now I feel so good now about and having mm-hmm. these men. I feel like an heir. I really do feel like the heir because some guys probably didn't know on the on the uh, on the radio today what actually. I've been going through because I haven't talked to him. And it feels like that first day back at Confront and Conquer when, when I told everybody this thing. Now I'm telling everybody. And I just feel, I can't tell you the, this adrenaline that has now poured through me about mm-hmm. telling you guys and just knowing that I, you guys are there. It's awesome. And I love you guys very much. Love you, Yale. Miss Kim, can we – um? Um, we love you a lot and your family. Miss yeah. um, Kim, can we just, I'd like to say, uh, Yale, thank you. I'm, I'm praying for you. We are all, and anyone on the line, anyone that's listening um, that could add Yale and his family to your prayers, as well as anyone else who has a family that's battling or working through this cancer. I know it touches me close, and it probably touches all of us really close based on our experience. So. Absolutely. As a matter, as a matter of fact, you know, I feel like we're in a confront and conquer um, for anyone who's yeah. listening in. I feel like you're getting a sneak peek of what uh, what happens in a confront and conquer when these men get together. And I and I just want to I want to give everybody a minute to to respond to all this. And here's what I want you all to hear is that. You know, Yale mentioned a lot of things, the things he's gone through. He mentioned other people, situations that they could be in. But what he brought it back to is he said, but th- because I sat in the circle with you all, because I sat in that uh-huh. in that circle, I, I go back to that well and I remember that. I bet each and every one of you would say that. And that is what we want every man to experience. That's why Steve's doing it in, in the Atlanta area. That's why you all are doing it there. That's why we're offering it through Zoom or we'll, you know, next year. Because every man needs, deserves the, the opportunity to sit with men like you all and, and, and they're all around us. It's just being able to be vulnerable. And, and I would like to just respond to one minute, um, yeah, the reason I think that you feel what you feel is because the cap came off and, and you were able to share that. And the strength of these men began to flood your soul with, with their prayers. And, and that's, what, that's why we can't be alone. That's why God did not make us to be alone. It is the sharing of that. And so we have, a, a, again, we're down to, we, we extended from uh, 30 minutes to an hour, and I'm so thankful we did. But we have five minutes left, and I'm going to I'm going to give it to you all to close out. Anybody who wants to make a statement, I will tell our listeners. You know, the thing about confront and conquer is this: 
Uh, we can't conquer what we're not willing to confront, but God has promised us that whatever we're willing to confront, based on Romans 8, 37, he assures us that we are more than conquerors through him. It's getting together and sharing these truths and being vulnerable. Yeah, we love you so much. With all of you uh, on here, I'm going to close now. If anybody who is listening would like to find out more information, please you can just uh, put a comment on right here at Up To Me Radio, or you can go to kimcrable.org uh, with a comment. I can uh, help you reach each of these men. Casey, I think that what you were really wanting to say is, Miss Kim, can we just take a minute and pray? And um, and and I, I I know that's what I know you well enough to know. So, man, anybody that we we have uh, four minutes left, anybody, you don't even have to say your name. Let's just take a minute and show the world what confront and conquer looks like when we get together. We share our hurts. We share our vulnerability. We we come before one another with what's going on in our lives, and then what do we do? We take it to the Lord in prayer. So if one of you uh, will start out in prayer and anybody that wants to pray the next few minutes, Yale, thank you for having the courage to come on and share where you are and what's going on in your life. And thank you for the incredible testimony of what these men did for you in the Confront and Conquer. And by the way, you did the same thing for each of them. So thank you so much. Absolutely. And well, we, someone... we thank God for we thank God for you and what you're doing for the men and the women. Um, so we really appreciate what you're doing, Kim. And I'm thankful for the guys here on the on the radio today too. Absolutely. Well, we're all going to get together soon. But uh, let's go ahead and pray. Who, whoever would like to begin us in prayer, and when the time is up, I'll let us know. I'll start. Someone else, please continue. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for this group. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your love. And thank you for bringing us all together yet again in your honor and in your love. And we pray for Yale, and we pray for his health and the doctors and people that care for him and his wife and his children. And we pray for everyone that is affected in any way by cancer because we know it's out there and affects a lot of people. And we pray for your strength and your love. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, uh, we come before you very humbly and um, thank you for your grace and mercy and and especially for your love. Um, We listen to this testimony and are so lifted by it. Um, As he shares, you know, the ideas of who you walked with and the struggles that all of us carry and to recognize and to acknowledge that we are not the enemy. The enemy is the world and Satan. And that um, you've called us to be warriors, um, to fight back the lies um, that we are unlovable because we know we are loved by you. And we're so grateful for the work that you're doing in this ministry. We're thankful for the Holy Spirit that you've given us to be our helper. And uh, we thank you for the model that you gave us with Jesus and his ministry where he brought 12 other men around him and showed his own vulnerability in the Garden mm-hmm. of Gethsemane. And uh, we're just so thankful and blessed for who you are in our lives. And we lift this all up to you. Dear Father, Amen. as we close out, we just thank you so much for this time, Lord. We thank you for these men. I thank you for men who are willing to step up and say, I want to discover the warrior that's inside me. I want to fulfill the calling that I know you've called me to do. I want to find the purpose in the pain in which I'm now feeling. I thank you for each of these men. I thank you for their willingness to serve and for the legacy in which they're living. I thank you so much for what um, each man stands for and the message they have and what they've brought to this ministry. And, Lord, now for each of the people who are listening, for the men, for the wives, for anyone who's listening, I pray that they will not only believe in you, but, Lord, they will believe you and that they will know that whatever is tucked in their heart, whatever hurt seems to be greater than anything that they could ever even uh, conquer. I pray, God, that you will help them to reach out and let us let us work together to Find that place of your healing 
and help us to use our healing as a blessing to others, as a way to comfort others, and, Lord, as a way to bring hope into their lives. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Men, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's do it again, okay? Can't wait. Thanks, but Love you guys. Definitely. Thank you, Ms. Kim. Thanks, Kim. Absolutely. Thanks. Love you all. God bless. Friends, absolutely. Friends thank, thank you so much for joining us for coffee. We look forward to hearing from you next time. Bye, everybody. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit kimcrable.org. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit kimcrable.org. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.